When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. Uh, that's probably why I'm going somewhere else. Hey, everybody up. Hey, man, it's real simple. How do you want to be remembered? This team, this group right here, Elm. We put the work in, let's finish. It's Super Bowl week, and during this week, we are going to talk to a lot of people that cover the big game. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, and uh, one of the best, one of our good friends, is Mike Tanier, Senior Analyst for Football Outsiders. Mike, good morning. Good morning, and greetings from the, sh- the shadow of the Footprint Center here in Phoenix, Arizona. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I'm kind of feeling a little Phoenixy this morning. It was it's going to be 49, maybe 50 degrees. It's supposed to be all week. Omaha today, Mike. How about that? Baby steps, baby steps. Well, yeah, baby steps. It's actually very pretty right here. I think it's going up to 70 degrees. <laughs> hey, Mike, this weekend with the Pro Bowl, with flag football going on and everything. Do you like it cuz I actually had some fun watching the flag football game? You know, I'm going to admit, I didn't see any of it. I was on a plane, and then I was getting checked in, et cetera, et cetera. More power to you. I don't think I'm the target audience. I'm not sure who is the target audience. Yeah, I am a child. But I'll tell you the truth. I was watching the guys throw the balloons earlier in the week, and I like the idea of NFL players acting like six-year-olds and playing the kindergarten games. So more, more things like that. Pin the tail on the donkey. Let's go all the way with this. Yes, the Pro Olympics. Let me ask him. Let go me ahead. please ask Go him. ahead. Mike, I had a great idea last week. So self-proclaimed, uh-huh. by the way. So I said, you know, for the Pro Bowl, instead of doing like an actual game like that, let's have a Pro Olympics where we have the yeah. offensive linemen have like a food eating contest. We have the defensive line run the four by 100 meter relay. We have the quarterbacks play dodgeball, which dodgeball was featured. Um, and then we have the yeah. kick- what did I have the kickers doing? Uh, I can't remember. Yep. I have the kickers doing oh uh, kickball. Kickball, yeah, kickball home run derby. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And then I said, gambling should be encouraged within the play. Like, if, if the NFL ever would allow it, it. For, for gambling to be encouraged for the players, and then you have a fan vote going on where you have, you know, a bunch of people, like, online voting for how outcomes are going to be in certain props, and whoever wins the fan vote gets an all-expenses-paid trip to the Super Bowl. What do you think? Those are a lot of great ideas. I love the gambling built into it because I think the players on the side would just start dropping major bets on each other. (laughs) Who could hit the golf ball the farthest, which I know they did that, and and some of these other things. I love it. By the way, the kicker should just do trivia. The kicker should do trivia. Ben Jennings out there. (laughs) Just go all the way. Aaron Rodgers hosting it. But let me ask you something in all seriousness, though, because. You know, on the heels of watching the NHL and the skills competition and, and how they do it and 
jerseys aside, I, I love the NHL All-Star break because of the <laughs> skills competition. But why do you think the it's eluded the NFL for so long on how to get this right, if at all? In the NBA, if guys are out there dunking and goofing off, it's fun. In hockey, you can kind of play at three-quarter speed and do these shooting contests and stuff like that. It's fun. In baseball, the home run derby is fun. In football, only football is fun. Everything <laughs> else looks like it's super contrived or it looks like a practice drill. So, it's you know, unless they're playing 100% and trying to clobber each other on the field, it looks like 7-7 seven and seven in practice. And that's the trick there. And also, one more thing is you can't do it in midseason. If you could do it in midseason, people would still be hungry for it. When you have to do it at the end of the season, it's a different mentality. We're like, please bring on the Super Bowl. I don't care about this. Mm. Mike, I think leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, people were worried about the narratives being shoved down your throat, whether that's the Kelsey brothers, <laughs> whether that's Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but in, in hindsight, I don't really think like, – I think – we were too worried. I don't think it's kind of been overdone, but I was interested to gauge what you thought um, so far because we have a listener question that I'll follow up with next uh, in regards to Kelsey and Jason. But in regards to the Super Bowl, like, do you think any narratives or storylines are being shoved down our throats? Just wait. My, my, just wait. In a couple of hours, we're going to be over there in the Footprint Center. We're going to be interviewing these players. And every dumb Jason Travis Kelsey brother question is going to be asked. Mm. And Mahomes is going to be asked about his ankle six million times. And all the terrible angles will come out. What often happens is during that first week is there's other sports to talk about. I think everybody takes a deep breath. Everyone in the NFL media takes a deep breath. We cover the senior ball. We do other stuff. This is where it comes crystallized and all we are going to be talking about this game. And I'm saying I'm glad you aren't sick of these storylines now. Because about four days, you will be. If if you if <laughs> if your Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes in particular, I think it was easy against the Bengals because I truly don't think a lot of people thought you were going. They were going to win that football game. When you're looking at the Eagles being the favorite, I think people make it more about the complete team. When you look at Kansas City's mentality going into this one, where would you start with your focus? Well, I would say I don't think the Chiefs thought there was anything easy about the Bengals because the Bengals keep beating them going into that game, so they had to have a pretty tough mentality going in. And there are two elements for the Chiefs that they have to look at. One is their offensive line. I consider it a good, not great offensive line. It's not the offensive line that got smoked by the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but it's still not elite, and it's going against a pass rush that generated 70 sacks in the regular season. That's your point of concern, number one. A point of concern, number two, is a secondary full of rookie cornerbacks who have not been playing like rookies lately, but were playing like rookies in October, and they're going up against A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. So on a matchup-by-matchup basis, the Chiefs have work to do, and they know it. And that should keep them focused. It's not about, like, legacies or dynasties or things like that. It's about making sure some of these rookies don't get toasted, and that's going to keep them very busy this week. 
Mike, our listener question is, the Kelsey brother storyline has developed. Um, our listener has consistently heard that Travis is no doubt a Hall of Famer, but Jason is not. Can you explain how a five-time first-team All-Pro and a six-time Pro Bowler isn't even consideration? Would you say that it's just more difficult for a lineman to do it? I think that's inaccurate. I think that's very inaccurate. And I cover the Hall of Fame pretty closely. I speak to Hall of Fame voters all the time. I think both brothers are Hall of Famers. I would say Travis probably does have the stronger case overall because he's climbing the all-time lists of postseason receptions, yards, all-time tight end records. But Jason Kelsey's a Hall of Famer. He's going to his second Super Bowl, and he is the most recognizable, continuous face for this Eagles team over the last decade through these ups and downs, even through the Chip Kelly era. He's got eight. He's got the Pro Bowls. He's got the All Pro uh, appearances, and you have things like in Philadelphia, in particular, him dancing around like a mummer on the art museum steps. <laughs> you know, after the Super Bowl, <laughs> that's the kind of thing where you know when you're uh, when you're debating a Hall of Famer, you're going to put that that video on and say, "Okay, any questions?" <laughs> this guy is a superstar. This is a superstar center. There are very few superstar centers in history. Kelsey is one of them. And I think that's going to propel him, among all of his other accomplishments, into the Hall of Fame. Mike, let me ask you, if, if you're – get away from Super Bowl here just for a second because I've kind of scratched my head, right? Kellen Moore obviously going to the Chargers, left the door open mm -hmm. for Brian Schottenheimer. And, and, and I'm looking at the resumes and did some digging, actually, and I'm trying to figure out – not how he gets jobs, right? Because I get it in the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. Familiar names and recycled. But what is it that you think McCarthy sees or Dallas's organization sees with where Dak is in terms of his ascent or plateau for some Cowboy fans and bringing in Schottenheimer? I have no idea. I it, think I, in McCarthy's case, he wants somebody who knows can run the offense completely, run practices, installations, meetings completely, and he can be hands-off. So he was looking for a super experienced head. He got that experienced super head in Brian Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. X's and O's, I've got no concept of how this makes any sense or how this helps Zach Prescott. Unbelievable. But like you said, this is how NFL hirings go. You got a friend who's a friend who's a friend. You golf together, whatever. You get the job. I don't want to denigrate Brian Schottenheimer to that level, but that's what this feels like right now. You got an experienced head who you know and you trust, and it's not about X's, O's, or any particular player's development. Mike, as we head toward the Super Bowl, I think what a lot of people gravitate to is the storyline of who's going to be that surprise player, the one that either catches like the big touchdown or, or has like a big performance, the unsung hero. Who do you think is going to be that? It would wind up being one of those rookie cornerbacks, and I'm going to list them out right now. Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams, and the best of the bunch, I think, Trent McDuffie. If the Chiefs get a victory in this game, one of those guys made a big play, whether it was an interception or a pass breakup in the end zone. And when those guys step up, that's going to be the difference maker for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, if you had to, to – to I won't ask you to pick a winner unless you want to, but outside of turnovers and quarterback play, give me an X factor for you. I would say short yardage uh, success. Eagles, are, of course, have that push sneak. 
It's one of the most effective plays in the NFL. It's changing the NFL where Jalen Hurts gets shoved for one yard. <laughs> the Chiefs don't do that. Patrick Mahomes got hurt on a sneak a couple of years ago. They don't run that play. You'll see them do all kind of goofy stuff with like a tight end running their sneak. You'll see all these wacky shovel passes and things like that on short yardage. If the Chiefs can convert on those, that's something that's going to help them sustain drives and be more than just the Mahomes and Kelsey shot. If they can't and they're getting eaten up by the Eagles on third and one, fourth on one on the sneak, it's going to be a long evening for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much, and enjoy Super Bowl week. Enjoy the row. You got it. Take care. Enjoy Super Bowl week, guys. Hey, thank you. That is Mike Tanier, and uh, we thank you for joining us out there as well. If you're itching for more, if you want some more of Damon and Andrew, head over to your favorite podcast app and check out Morning Dump and Benning Bites. But until tomorrow for Coffee and Cream, we'll see you then.